Welcome to Fire and Soul. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, former TV retail host turned digital CEO of a seven-figure coaching and training business. Fire and Soul is a weekly dose of personal and professional principles to help you take inspired action from an awakened soul for epically aligned results. I share real talks with global game changers, thought leaders, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered and transformational podcast. I believe the universe rewards the brave and that I'm here to awaken you to your infinite potential with less hustle, grit and grind, more ease, grace, and flow. You ready? Let's get started. Well, hey there, and welcome back to Fire and Soul, and Happy New Year. Hope you had a lovely, safe, and wonderful holiday season wherever you are in the world. Things definitely look a little different this year. For many of us, especially those of you who listen to this show, that difference is uh, maybe what things look like on the outside, right? With COVID restrictions, I'm here in California, so everything is still in complete and utter lockdown. Everything is closed. Even patio dining on restaurants, they really don't even want you walking on the street with your dog or exercising uh, here in LA County where I live in Santa Monica. And of course, there's the mask and, and all the things. So while things can look a little different still as we enter into a new year, I hope that you have cultivated a sense of inner well-being and cultivated a practice of gratitude and alignment and appreciation uh, so that whatever is external doesn't necessarily have to impact what's happening internally. That's the whole point of this show and uh, the messages that we bring on. And, and then there's, you know, oftentimes some opportunities to step into courage and to bravery and to some audacious inspired action that, by the way, once you actually take the action, no longer feels that audacious. Things are way scarier. I have learned and now hundreds and hundreds of my students throughout my various programs the last couple of years uh, have said this to me as well, that it's way scarier thinking about certain things that require a tremendous amount of courage in the beginning than actually doing it. And I always say that that action is the antidote to all the fear. It's just doing it and being fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire, right? Just to quote Rumi for a moment. And so for the next few weeks, you're going to be hearing from many of my students and clients who've stepped into the bravery arena through live video mastery and through putting themselves on live video and launching programs or launching podcasts. And I salute each and every one of the beautiful souls that you're going to hear from because I know what it's like to start something new and to be scared and to really embrace the courage. And I truly believe that everything that we want is just on the outside of our comfort zone. And you think about it, right? Everything that we currently have was at one point on the outside of our of our comfort zone as well. I'll just give you a couple of examples. And I've shared some of this stuff in the past, but these are universal stories and experiences that we can all pretty much all relate to, which is learning how to speak, right? We didn't how to formulate words and make the the mind work with the mouth and understand how to put it all together and enunciate and, you know, get the syllables out and understand the specific meanings to certain words and but we learned how to speak and it took a lot of bravery to figure that out and to become, you know, fairly eloquent, communicative and be able to ask for what we want, say what we need. It's a beautiful thing. And then you, we moved on and we evolved as a young child and we learned how to crawl 
And then we were beginning to learn how to walk, which took a tremendous amount of courage and bravery, right? Like one knee up, kind of rocking back and forth. We've seen kids do this. Maybe your own kids do this. And then it's like, oh, too scary. I don't know where to find my balance. I don't know where my equilibrium is. And so I'll just sit down. It's safer to crawl. My comfort zone is crawling. And then it's like, wait, let me try this again. I can see all those people doing it and they seem to be okay. They haven't died trying to walk. And so, you know, we set ego aside and say, I'm going to try this. I'm going to be brave. And we get up on that one knee again and we start to rock back and forth. And even though it's kind of shaky and and uh, we suck in the beginning, we keep going and we take that inspired action. And before we know it, we find ourselves rising up and maybe have to hold on to something before we, you know, plop down again. But we got a sense of, ah, okay. If I, you know, have a little bit more balance, a little more steadiness, and I I find that equilibrium, then I might be able to stand for just a little bit longer. And then before we know it, you know, we're walking and running and chasing maybe a sibling or a dog or a cat. And then for some of us, we went on to learn how to ride a bike. Remember how scary and wondrous it was to learn how to ride a bike? You could see like everyone else riding the bike in your neighborhood you know, amongst your, your playmates, uh, certainly on television and movies, reading about it in books, but you didn't know how to do it yet, but you tried. And before you know it, you know, the training wheels come off and you find your balance and then maybe even lift one hand for a hot second and put it down like a hot potato, right? Ooh, 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 got a little off balance there. And then you're like, you know what? I can do this. I can do this. If they could do this, I can do this. Then before you know it, you lift the other hand and then maybe for even just a millisecond, lift both hands. And that's like awesome. Learn how to ring the bell while riding the bike. If you had a bell, I had a banana seat with, um, it was like pink, a white banana seat, a pink bike. And then those look like uh, cheerleading tassels, you know, (laughs) that would hang from the handlebars and they were full of like rainbow colors, like unicorn rainbow colors, all the pastels. I remember it so vividly. I was so proud to be able to ride that bike and be able to go visit a couple of friends, you know, in the neighborhood, just a, you know, a few houses up or down our block. But all of that happened because I was brave. Same thing with learning how to drive a car. Many of us know how to drive a car or learned how to do that. It was totally terrifying in the beginning, right? The gas, the brake, the gas, the brake. If you're me, I was learning how to drive in my dad's 1979 uh, Datsun hatchback. <laughs> And where I grew up in the Central Coast, uh, Pismo Beach specifically, um, was where I learned how to drive a car. You could drive on the beach. I believe you still can drive on the beach. I think it's one of the only beaches in the West Coast of the state where uh, you can drive up and down the wet sand. And so, and there's dunes and all that other kind of fun stuff. But obviously to stay a little bit safe and precautious, my dad would allow us to, you know, drive a little bit. And uh, at first, you know, being in his lap and then we graduated to, okay, he's in the passenger seat, you're in the driver's seat and he's got his hand on the stick shift. That's what I learned how to drive. Work the clutch and move into the different speeds and you know, the car would die and then we'd bring it back to life and, uh, or idle or whatever it was. And But before I knew it, I could drive with, you know, that unconscious competence, that fourth stage of learning. So how does all this happen? It's a willingness to be brave. You know, there's a lot of definitions of bravery. And what I've decided is instead of just going to the classic dictionary or whatever dictionary you actually even follow, because obviously there's so many now and different definitions with these little nuanced descriptors, is I really love the way that Brene Brown, one of my favorite uh, mentors and writers and speakers and thought leaders ever, the way that she described it, and she says this, 
The root of the word courage is core, the Latin word for heart. In one of its earliest forms, the word courage meant to speak one's mind by telling all one's heart. Over time, this definition has changed, and today we typically associate courage with heroic and brave deeds. That's about all I need to know about bravery, right? It's speaking one's mind by telling all one's heart. You know, Fire and Soul is about waking up to the inspired action within every one of our hearts and allowing ourselves to be called into that epic alignment. And that epic alignment is if you are awake and you understand what lights you up the most and you move forward with a lot of bravery because you're scared as heck to try it on, but you do it anyway, I truly believe the universe rewards that deed. The universe rewards the brave. So here's to the brave. When you think about your 21 goals, your vision, your purpose, whatever you've got on your list, and and many of you reached out, by the way, in my last episode, and you got the template for the Date with Destiny vision board, and I'm so excited for you. That was very inspiring for many, many of you. And so you've been working on your primary question. You got clear on what your old one was. You're, you know, you've cultivated your new primary question. You've designed your mission statement. You've come up with your power virtues, your toward values and rules, making it so easy to win. Your away values and rules, making it so difficult to dwell and to indulge, right? In some of the old sort of persistent patterns, And many of you may have even come up with your top four one-year goals and then possibly even written out your relationship vision for the next year. Now, Tony Robbins, my ultimate mentor, would recommend that you stay with this for a minimum of six months. But let's just say you decide to try it on for a full year. Well, in order to, I'll give an example of, of one of mine, right? So if my top power virtues, let's just look at my top two, is, uh, joy and courage. Then in order for me to try on courage as a power virtue in the middle of something where I want to close down and be controlling or critical or cynical, some of my old favorite flavors of suffering, how about you, anyone? Then I've got to be courageous and vulnerable in that moment. And that is what lights me up for 2021. It's the bravery inside the spaces in between. Another concept that I learned from Tony at the Date with Destiny virtual just a few weeks back. And so courage and bravery, specifically bravery, is really where I am leading from in all of my year of 21. You know, 2020 for me was about love and it served me well because I could just let down my guard, be very clear about drawing healthy boundaries and actually honoring them, letting go of certain business partnerships and certain programs, by the way, that I loved running, that filled me up. And I loved the community of my mastermind that I ran for almost two years. Every 90 days, we'd open up a new enrollment. And many of you uh, were in that mastermind over various rounds, but there was something that was no longer in alignment with where I was being called into inspired action for the next foreseeable future. So it took a tremendous amount of bravery because I'll just be honest, that mastermind was the foundation for my revenue. And it was the very thing that, you know, people from that mastermind would join me in one-on-one coaching or join my live video mastery program or my Fire and Soul Academy. And then, of course, the Podcast Accelerator, my three now current and only signature programs. And so it was a risk to consider letting that go and the partner with Michael partnership with Michael Nitty, who 
at the time was a master coach for Tony Robbins. And I, I loved him like a father, like a brother, like a friend. And he's a beautiful soul still in my life. But the bravery that I had to call upon within myself that, by the way, is always accessible if we're willing to step outside the comfort zone and to embrace the discomfort while we're growing. There's another thing that I say, which is the currency of growth is discomfort. And if you're not growing, you're dying, my friend. And you wouldn't be drawn to this podcast if you weren't in the pursuit of growth, right? Growth leads to more contribution and more service. And that, my friends, leads to a life of, in my experience, more meaning, more purpose, and certainly more fulfillment. So this is what this year is all about for me, is really leaning into the moments that require courage. And then, of course, add a sprinkle of joy, and then it's just a lot more fun. I talked about this before, too, the four archetypes and the four archetypes known as the sovereign, lover, warrior, and magician. I've been calling on my magician quite a bit lately because the magician doesn't even know the difference of like being brave or not. The the magician just snaps its fingers. I say it's a her because mine feels and looks like Tinkerbell and she's just so joyful, so playful, so fun. And she can just get stuff done so effortlessly. And that's what I really am calling on. I want to be brave, but I don't want it to feel so painful, so arduous, so painstaking, right? I want to be in this flow that's going downstream. It's like the metaphor of like the river. Everything that we want is downstream. When I let go of the oars, i.e. rules, what things should look like, how they should be, or what will people think? My other former flavor of suffering, will I suck? Will I fail? Will people still like me, right? If I don't get it perfect, if it's a little bit sloppy, like when I was learning how to walk, right? Or learn how to drive, that wasn't perfect when I first started and it wasn't for you either, I don't think. And so when I go back to that, which is a place of humility, then I realize, oh my gosh, all of this bravery can be done with joy and fun and ease and grace. So when I think about some of the things that I have on the docket for 21, and again, I'm not attached, I'm living in an energetically neutral place about all of this. And I think about the bravery that was required at one level. I'm not there anymore, but several months back as we were preparing for two of our launches in uh, the first quarter of this year, which is Live Video Mastery and Podcast Accelerator, I was really paying attention to my mentors that are doing seven to maybe $10 million a year. Now, yes, they are leaps and bounds beyond me because they've got 10 to 14 years of experience and I'm going into my third year, but still success leaves clues. Tony Robbins always talks about that. And I was like, huh, well, let me just kind of trace in their footsteps, listen to their podcast religiously, join their programs, invest in my growth with them and see what they're doing so that I can condense my learning curve and get what maybe took them 10 to 14 years to master in a two-month course or in several podcasts, and then be willing to be brave to try on a few of the things that they all keep saying is a requirement to take your business and your mission to the next level for the ultimate impact that we all want to make on some level, right? And it's risk. You know, at the end of the day, if you are an aspiring or an emerging online coach, or coach who happens to be doing a lot of stuff virtually right now because it seems like the whole world has pivoted to online, right? Or you are in the corporate space and you're leading corporate meetings and you haven't learned yet quite how to command yourself on Zoom so you can feel like you own that virtual arena, then we've got to learn how to do these things. And so anyway, it's all 
uh, just a mindset of, okay, following the clues of who's doing what, how can I learn from them? But as I was tracing some of my favorite mentors like James Wedmore, Catherine Zinkina, Manifestation Babe, Amy Porterfield, just to name a few, those are like, there are some of the people that I really listen to uh, fairly religiously, Amy Porterfield and James Wedmore specifically for next steps in my business growth. And at the end of the day, they all talk about, you know, having this mindset of an entrepreneur. So while you may be a course creator, a a coach, a trainer, at the end of the day, if you are going to start making revenue and reaching more people, which gives you that revenue and that more of that impact, then that is equivalent to the income, right? Which then is equivalent to ultimate fulfillment and freedom so that you can live your life on your own terms. You have to start to think of yourself as an entrepreneur. Well, an entrepreneurial mindset did not come easily to me. I had to learn. I had to be brave. I had to suck. I had to try again. At the end of the day, I built my whole first two years in the business just kind of scrappy. I didn't know really what I was doing, but I was willing to be brave. I was willing to put myself out on live video almost every single day. I started everything without a website, without a way to, you know, to do payment processing. I had PayPal links, right? I would just send someone a copy and paste statement of what they're going to get in my 90-day mastermind, put it in their DM on Facebook Messenger if they had responded to a live video, right? And then it's like, if you want to join, join now and here's the PayPal link. I would create a little bit of urgency. I did learn that and it would all be legit. Right. If I was going to start the program in three days, it's like, listen, I got to get everyone signed up by end of day tomorrow. So if you want in, here's your here's your chance to claim your spot. This will sell out. And I would cap it off um, in those early days. So but I would send that. And that is how I built my business. And it was like twenty five hundred dollars a pop. Right. Because I would get 20 ish people or 18 people in at one hundred and forty nine bucks each. And I would do it all very scrappy. I'm so proud of that now. But I didn't know how to do any of this other stuff. Then I went to business mastery and I learned about how to, you know, increase my price by increasing the value. Then I could increase the number of customers I was trying to get, i.e. clients. And so then my business grew into its first, you know, six figures. And then I was able to more than double that the second year in business. And then we more than tripled the third year in business. Now I'm sitting at near seven figures in just a couple years time. But... Because I've been following the Amy Porterfields, the James Wedmores, et cetera, I realized as as they were all speaking about this underlying fundamental of growing your business and reaching more people because you know you're here to change their life, then you've got to start thinking of yourself as an entrepreneur. And of course, there's all the mindset stuff around it, which is just to have that mindset around abundance that's just always in flow, never in lack, never in scarcity, being unafraid to ask for the sale, all those things, which by the way, I teach in Live Video Mastery because of my experience at QVC and HSN and selling over $220 million worth of product on live TV. But as I was really paying attention to what they were saying, every one of them started sharing more and more stories about the beginning first few years of their journey. And when they did not have the funds to invest in a mastermind that cost $25,000, for example, if if it was Amy Porterfield to join Marie Forleo's $25,000 small business mastermind at the time, Amy says she didn't even have $5,000. She financed the whole thing on her credit card and she was just like, you know what? I'm going all in. I'm not dabbling. Well, look at Amy now. She's generating over $10 million a year, you know, 10 years later. And then I look at James Wedmore, same thing. He invested in his coach, Jim Fortin, who's still his mentor. Amy Porterfield invested with Michael Hyatt, same thing. I invested with Jack Canfield, Jarek Robbins, Panash Desai. They were all my mentors this year. 
But then I noticed, ooh, there's like a whole nother level here. If I want to reach more people and I need to go beyond my immediate immediate community of my Facebook followers or my Instagram followers, for example, which is how I built my first couple years in the business. Not to say that I've exhausted it completely, but I felt like, okay, the only way to grow your business truly are are three fundamentals, right? Increase your sales, which means you have to increase your customer reach and make sure that you have irresistible value. I mean, that's just the bottom line, more value than anyone else. Well, the value part I truly believed in because I would get that feedback from raving fans who'd been through my programs. And I had no problem with increasing the sales, right? Like if my mastermind started at 149, for example, by the end, you know, it would, it would range anywhere from 499 to 899. And then from there, I would get a lot of private clients and, and then upsell them into all my other programs. But all of my programs have increased over time in terms of the investment because the value has changed. I've had to hire a team. Uh, not had to, I've, I've had the honor of hiring a kick-ass empowered team. And so now they're in their serving, which means I pay for them. So, cause I want to make sure that every single student and client is getting that same high touch and same high intimacy that I always led by and that set me apart because everyone that would be in my programs would say the difference between you and others is that we know you really care. I was so scared to let that go because how could someone replace that? Well, with a strong intention and a lot of bravery, I found the right person. And and now I have a few people on my team that take care of my clients and my students at the same high level of client astonishment that I did. And so it's a beautiful thing as we just continue to evolve on our journey, right? And so as I was looking at, okay, if 21 is going to be the breakout year as compared to the previous years, because I'm ready for next level, I feel it. I felt it in my soul several months back. And I was watching Amy Porterfield roll out her launch for Digital Course Academy. I was watching all the bells and whistles. And then I saw all the same that James Wedmore was doing for his signature program called um, Business by Design. And I was like, whoa, that is so next level. And it felt a little overwhelming, which, by the way, is on my away values and rules. Let me read you that from my uh, vision board. Overwhelm. Only if I were to consistently indulge in the false belief that I am alone. Instead of remembering that I am one with God and can call on my archetypes at any time to make life easy and fun. Well, what archetypes do you think I called on when I did not want to dwell in overwhelm, needed to be brave, courageous to look at my business launch strategy in a different way? Well, number one, I called on my queen because my queen is here to serve and she knows it's not about her. It's only about others. Number two is I called on my magician. My warrior knows how to get shit done. My warrior was a little exhausted from the last year, not going to lie. Soon as the pandemic hit and lockdown delightfully homebound hit, I feel like all I did was work and it was a beautiful year. It was a pivotal year. My business grew exponentially, as I mentioned earlier, almost tripled, not only in revenue, but also in impact. So I'm extremely grateful for the abundance and for the opportunity to serve and help so many people transform. We launched 66 podcasts during a global pandemic. And I've now had the opportunity to interview so many of those graduates and to hear their one-on-one stories and to get to witness upfront their radical transformation and what it means for them. Or same thing with live video mastery, which are going to be some of these conversations you're going to hear over the next couple of weeks and to hear what that cultivated within them and how it allowed them and inspired them to step up and rise up and to be more 
to serve more, to give more, to grow more, to contribute more, and that they now have this epic sense of fulfillment, purpose, and meaning in life? Come on, it doesn't get any better than that. Nevertheless, when I was looking back at at how I'd make this happen, right, so I didn't get overwhelmed by, oh God, I can't compare myself to an Amy Porterfield or a James Wedmore. Okay, call on the queen. Call on the magician, make it easy and fun, right? But the queen is so grounded and conscious, she knows. She knows. And she's got the kingdom. She's got everyone around that are there to serve. And so the magician was just at the ready, like, okay, let's go. Let's play. Let's have fun. And then it required a tremendous amount of bravery because what the queen whispered is, got to invest. Got to invest. You don't know how to do all these things at the next level like these mentors are showing you they're doing, right? And yeah, they're making a totally different level of, of, of income because of their impact, but you don't have to go as big. It doesn't have to be fancy. You can keep it lean and mean, a really tight machine, right? Which I'm so grateful that I have a really great team to keep it really tight and intimate, but it did require a certain level of, of, of bravery to say the least. And then by the way, even learning how like, okay, well, who would do our Facebook ads, our Instagram ads, who would help us with writing sales pages? emails for the sequences, helping us craft content for master classes, all the things. And it all felt so overwhelming. And I've heard nightmare stories and I've experienced a little bit myself. And I was told, oh, everyone's shysters and don't trust anyone. And I was like, oh my gosh, that ties into my biggest fear is don't trust anyone, do it all alone, old stuff. But it can come back when we're at our edge and we're in that space in between, right? All the flow, ease and grace. And so we interviewed, we being, I went and vetted probably about six or seven teams. And ultimately through my beautiful executive assistant, Natasha, we found Shanti Zak, uh, who by the way, is the quiz creator and copywriter for a lot of mega stars um, in my space, like Amy Porterfield, like Jenna Kutcher, who has a huge podcast called The Gold Digger and Entrepreneurs on Fire and many, many others. And I thought, oh my God, there's no way we're going to be able to afford her because she is the premium. She is the world-class copywriter and she's doing something super unique with the quiz, right? And so we interviewed, we, we had a discovery call with her and we realized because the universe was so aligned with this intention, if we had started with her and we heard her rate, I don't know if we would have been willing to be like, yeah, we're in right now and just said yes on the call. But because we had had five or six other discovery calls with other teams and it just didn't feel aligned or it flat out wasn't aligned and we had gone from, you know, three grand, five grand, oop, now getting up to 7,500, oop, this one came in at 10 grand. Well, when Shanti Zach Zach got in the call, and I hope it's okay that I reveal these numbers, it was $22,000. And that was just for Podcast Accelerator. I had to do all that same stuff for Live Video Mastery. And then that's not even the ad cost. That's ad management, copywriting, all the things. And then, oh yeah, our ad manager, who by the way is, resonate with Sarah, and she's got a great podcast out called Conscious Conversions. And she is a bestie of Shanti Zach, and she also has a lot of high-profile clients, and the woman just knows her stuff, and she's about as straight up and forthcoming as we could have ever hoped to come across. Again, vet, vet, vet. We, I put the time in to take calls and to take meetings over Zoom with all of these different teams. 
And with uh, Sarah at the time, I believe her rates have actually recently increased, but it's $3,000 a month just to run the ads. And then you've got to have an ad budget. So, and and you have to sign on for four months. So that was $12,000 just to manage the ads. And that all sounds so crazy, but it's so complex and it's so intricately woven and so expertly done. I don't know a, a better way to say that right now. But on average, you're probably going to do three to $5,000 in ads minimum. Listen, I know people that spend $50,000 a month in ads, but because we're just starting and it's only one piece of our holistic marketing launch approach, we're like, okay, well, let's just do that. Well, you look at that, right? Five times two times four, that's 10, 20, right? So we're looking at well over $50,000 now for these launches. And then again, I, I did hire someone for live video mastery. It was so it was close to 60. <laughs> Sounds so crazy to say now. But you know, I have a partner in the podcast accelerator, Jenny Media, or my my podcast producer, and then she's one of my dearest friends, uh, Jenny, over at Jenny Media. She's the CEO and founder. She and I split the one program, and then I was solo for the other. So all in for myself, a little south of 50. The same time I also decided to invest in Evan Mark Katz as my love coach which is another $15,000 investment. Why am I saying all this? Well, number one is I just want you to know that I walk the talk. I'm constantly investing in myself and putting my money where my mouth is, number one. Number two is I'm just giving you perspective of in order for us to get to the next level, we've got to do what the people beyond us are doing. Risk, investing, reaching more people and doing it from what we consider to be world-class players and experts in their niche. So that's what we did. It also required a tremendous amount of bravery, right? We have no idea if this will pay off first round, if it will pay off in the second round. I mean, we have goals, right? We know the targets that we'd like to hit. There is no guarantee on anything. But my friend, there's no guarantee on anything ever. There was no guarantee that when I first started my podcast that that would turn into the greatest leveraged platform of my life and help me cultivate meaningful connections with some of the guests that have now turned into multiple six-figure collaborations and partnerships, right? It just wouldn't happen. I wouldn't have become close with Ginny. And then we would decide that we're going to start the Podcast Accelerator, the only program of its kind. And that turned into a brand new six-figure business in 2020. And we plan on obviously expanding quite a bit in this year. And so, and then I think about Live Video Mastery. I had Jack Canfield on my podcast and he became a really important affiliate partner for my signature course, Live Video Mastery. And then we rolled that out and that turned into a six-figure collaboration all because of a podcast. Who would have thought? So it's just incredible when you really look back, but there was no guarantee. It was all risk. I was willing to put myself out there despite the fact that I had fears that I would fail, that I would suck. I worried more like obsessed about what others would think. I had such massive imposter syndrome that I nearly didn't start any of it. And some of you have heard that story that when I launched my podcast, I told Jenny that same day, June 11th, 2018, take it down, take it down. We've made a huge mistake. I was comparing my very first episode to Oprah's middle. Oprah, Oprah. Anyone else relate? But that's what we do. Oprah was not Oprah when she started. I was not where I am now when I started. This is now getting on this mic. It's raining outside here in Santa Monica. 
It's the first rain of the season. It's really chilly. Um, I've got some candles on, some incense burning. All my animals, the two rescue kitties, Leo and Pip and Samson, are crashed out on the couch. I've got my amber lamps, you know, my um, salt lamps. There's two of them, like they're a glow. I've got the windows open so I can see the leaves, you know. Uh, rustling in the wind and some raindrops that are hitting them. It's like a soft light rain. And it, it just brings me so much joy and fulfillment to hop on this mic and to connect with you because I was so excited to have this conversation all around. Here's to the brave. Here is what being in pursuit of what truly sets your soul on fire for 21. Let this be the year, my friend. Stop talking about it. Procrastinating on it, which you've heard me talk about this. Procrastination is just fear in disguise, right? I promise you this. The universe truly does reward the brave. You take one step of inspired action that's yes, full of brave outside the comfort zone, the universe will light the next few steps along the path. It's just the way that it works because you're being called into action. So if it's on your heart about starting an online coaching business, whether it be one-on-one coaching or group coaching or masterclasses or a digital course or some sort of training, if you've got something that you know could truly help someone, that you could be of service and make a difference and that your life would feel set and made because of that, this is the year. All it requires is a little bit of bravery. And that's what I wish for you. So the bravery that was required of me to invest that kind of cold, hard cash, right? With no guarantee that we're going to recoup. With no guarantee that 21 isn't going to be like the most economic, dismal year we've ever seen in the history of time. I have no idea. What I know is that I've stayed off the news. I stay off of any negative or toxic social media. I am so laser focused on where I am going. And it's all from my heart. It all goes back to that definition of courage. And then, of course, that ties into the bravery from Brene Brown. To speak one's mind by telling all one's heart. This is what I'm here for. I'm a transformational trainer and my mission is to empower others, i.e. you, to awaken to your infinite potential, to being seen, to being heard. So here's a way in which it can happen as we launch into 21. I have my signature course, Live Video Mastery, coming out at the end of this month, but there's several awesome masterclasses that I'm going to be running. In the meantime, and, and you can head on over to uh, a sign up for that masterclass. There's going to be three. It starts on January 14th, and we've got one on the 20th and the 21st. They're all at noon Pacific. So we tried to find a time zone that could work for virtually anyone around the world, anywhere around the world. But if you can't make it live, you can certainly sign up and then get the replay. But if you head on over to michelle-sorrow.com forward slash masterclass, then you can register for that. It's free. It's going to be fun. Inside that masterclass, it's titled How to Master Zoom and Live Video Sales to Convert Viewers to Clients Like a Pro. I think that's the long way of saying it. Almost. How to Master Zoom and Live Video Sales Like a Pro. So in there, I'll just give you a sneak peek at what you'll learn. Four keys to command Zoom, master confidence, and convert viewers into clients like a pro. Then I say it's an easy peasy live video formula to immediately grow your online business. So if you're just starting out, this is perfect. If you've been going a while, but not getting the sales that you want just yet, this is going to be very impactful for you. The other thing that we're going to cover is how to bridge the gap and overcome your ideal client's number one objection. And that generates consistent conversions. See, many people just lead with, here, look at me, look at this, look at all the features and benefits instead of addressing the big old elephant in the room, which is why would they never invest? right? How is this different than anything else? You've got to break 
their objections. And when you speak them out loud by knowing them, then we start to disarm them and they begin to listen and lean in and trust you a little bit more. And then maybe hear a little bit more of what you have to say. So I'm going to teach you how to overcome your your ideal client's number one objection. Then you're going to get some mind-boggling information on how to leverage algorithms so your content gets seen by 5 to 10x. This is a very interesting stat, y'all. Live video sales generated over $60 billion. That's billion with a B just last year. They're projecting that it'll be over $160 billion in just a few short years. So the time is now. 80%, I think it's 82% of all internet traffic comes from video these days. So if you're still thinking, "Mm, I'm not sure about the whole video thing, especially live video, because the number one fear for me and almost all humans on the planet is public speaking. You put that on steroids, right? When you do live video on social media, that's why we got to be brave to get over those limiting beliefs and the old BS that keeps most people small, but not you. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you were one of those. And so many of you have taken live video mastery, have started a podcast, who are now out there changing lives. Because you listen to the show, followed that nudge, listened to it, were brave, and you stepped into inspired action. So this, my friend, is for you. Yes, you, right now exactly as you are. No need to be perfect, just need to be real and exercise a little bit of bravery. And I'm there to to guide you along the way with master mindset coaching. So come on by to my masterclass. You can sign up again at michelle-sorrow.com forward slash masterclass. It'll also be in the show notes of this episode. Now in the next few weeks, you're going to hear from graduates of Live Video Mastery. These are people who... Brand new coaches, didn't even know that they were going to be a coach, went through live video mastery and got very inspired to try something on. To established business owners that decided to try on live video on maybe their personal Facebook account and generated new business. You guys, some of my clients have been able to generate up to $3.6 million in brand new business revenue in 2020, all because of going live, despite the fears, the intimidation, and the flat-out reluctancy when I encourage some of these people to do it. So the stories are outrageous. You got everything from, I learned how to master myself on live video and Zoom, and I just feel so much more confident, and it's been a game changer for my life, all the way to, I had my very first launch, I didn't do a webinar, I never ran ads, but I did a bunch of live videos on my Instagram stories, and my very first launch was $106,000. You'll hear stories like that too. Other stories of a certified trainer, never learned how to sell her services, used what she learned in live video mastery and went live with simple, easy live videos, which I teach you how to do. It's so simple. She used that framework and she generated her very first virtual paid program and hit four figures. So the stories are remarkable. And those people that I want you to hear from, because they, they range from early 30s and age up to mid 70s, all different walks of life, different industries, different backgrounds. But what they have in common is they have a deep insatiable desire and drive to serve, to make their life count, to be of to have a feeling of fulfillment and meaning. And that, my friend, is what I salute and honor all day long. So here's to the brave. And I hope I can count you amongst one of them when you join me in my masterclass coming up. The first one is again, January 14th, 12 p.m. Pacific. You can get all the information on that link, michelle-sorrow.com forward slash masterclass. 
But in the meantime, please listen to the series. And yes, I am calling it Here's to the brave. The reason why is because each and every one of them had massive imposter syndrome, massive fears and limiting beliefs, but each and every one of them, just like me and just like you, decided to be brave regardless. And it's so beautiful to watch what happens on the other side. And that's what I wish for you. So my friend, have a beautiful rest of your day. Uh, these next couple of uh, um, episodes will be coming out in just a few days. So we're going to have several bonuses over the next few weeks. Then I'll be back on again next Monday with a solo and I'll be just dropping whatever is coming through at the moment. I'll tune into what I think you need to hear most, but do take some time to reflect on what do you want? Honestly, what do you want for 21? And I have a strong feeling it has nothing to do with losing X amount of pounds, getting into that dream relationship, getting that dream car, or being able to finally travel and get a new stamp on your passport. It's something that's deep and it's got an emotional equivalent and it's something around epic fulfillment, alignment, peace, power, joy, right? Isn't that why we want those other things in the first place? Reverse engineer it and take control of your ultimate destiny by being brave and being courageous and following your heart. Yes! Oh, it's going to be a great year. Love you all. Have a great rest of your day. And again, as always, thank you for taking the time to listen. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fire and Soul podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.